Hello everybody, it is I, as always, Ryan, and um, next update of Oromon. Uh, this should be a quicker one just because I only have about three creatures to go over, but they're pretty cool nonetheless. So, these are some creatures we put together on stream, so if you missed the stream, be sure to join the Discord to get notifications when I go live again, and come down, come on down and chat, because it was a good time. Anyway, um, yeah, so, I think the whole beginning of the book is set. Like, I think you can play this game right now with people in your playgroup if they're interested and if they are let me know please <laughs> because i just like updates on how the game works and functions you know because i don't so working on getting my playgroup together to play test this game myself and then if we do that we maybe might make a new episode series we'll see um on other news quick i want to get this out of the way in the beginning um if anybody enjoys just pokemon and not dungeons and dragons because this channel was originally made with both and if you're still hanging around because you're a Pokemon. On the Discord, there I uh, just released a notification saying, um, I'm going to potentially be doing some Let's Plays with some people soon coming up, specifically just with Pokemon. So, um, some being maybe um, developing a... It's my own version of a Nuzlocke called Dungeon Lock. Um, and I'll explain more of that when that time comes. But what I'm asking for is nicknames. So, if you have about five Pokemon that you like or enjoy or... Um, or maybe your five favorite that um, on the Discord you want to just drop down the what the Pokemon is and the nickname for it. That way when we play we'll have nicknames to name Pokemon after we find uh, if it's one of the ones you asked for. So that could be really cool and you get to see us play with them. All that stuff will be up on YouTube. So if you're not already on YouTube, head on over, subscribe, it's free, it doesn't cost anything to do so. And if you don't like it, you can always unsubscribe later. So um, it's a great way and then you get notified, hey, if a new episode of the Nuzlocke comes out or a new episode of another Pokemon. I have about two different <laughs> game ideas right now I have in place um, for the Pokemon aspect of what to do with the YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. So um, definitely something to look forward to. And if you're not in the Discord or don't have a Discord and you want to drop in the comments on this video or, or whatever platform you're listening on, your five favorite Pokemon and nicknames. And if they're the first ones that nobody else has taken, I'll jot them down on my Excel sheet and... Keep track of everything. So, with that being said, let's get into um, Oromon here. Back to the project. So, yeah. Um, as I'm going through getting more and more creatures and art and stuff, I have almost all the art done. Like I've always said, <laughs> I typically sound like a broken record now. For all of the creatures of CR0. So, all it takes then is just making a lot of stat blocks. <laughs> and after that, then I'm going to the next piece, which is, okay, CR 1 8th, and then 1 4th, and so forth. And then pretty soon, all the creatures for the beginning of the Ormon book will be in here and that'll be huge because once literally once all the creatures are done then you can I mean you can play this right now with your friends right the, the only difference is your cards won't be able to evolve or you won't have stats yet for their evolutions but it's going to take a while to accrue those anyway so I look at it as if you start playing you can start playing today with just printing off a normal D&D sheet and have another separate sheet of paper for your deck list and you'll be good to go at some point I think I might know of a way to make a template so that way people could just print off the the template and have their own set of sheets with all the rules for this mode on it which could be huge for game people to play at home at their home tables so i look forward to trying to do that at some point <laughs> so anyway get into this here so we got four uh three new creatures to talk about today and then i'll show you the preview for one that's coming so this is hornicles so hornicles is a large beast he's lawful good his armor class is 15 hit points of 80 he is the evolution of the regular deer in D&D, right? So, take your regular deer, bam, collect a bunch of copies, comes Hornicles. Um, stat blocks are there, if you want to see the stats of 15, 16, all that. Um, saving throws are plus 5 to strength, he's a, he's a big deer. Uh, athletics plus 4, because run really quick. 
Damage resistance is psychic, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, Past perception is 14, doesn't speak no language. Challenge rating 3, right? The, every creature is going to have, when it evolves, at CR, between CR 0s to 1, no matter what it is, 1 4th, 1 8th, whatever, they all become CR 3. First evolution, and then hopefully CR 5 is the second evolution. So, all right. Key card ability, tracking of the forest. After being your key card for 24 hours, it gives the Oromancer advantage on survival checks to be able to follow tracks of previous creatures and people that have traveled through the area in the past week. So if you're hunting down a um, escaped criminal or you're trying to follow the big bad or going after somebody, if you're there for 24 hours, he can help you follow tracks on where to go to be able to find them if they travel through this area within a week. And I think that's cool, like a utility kind of Oromon, you know? Um, Horn magic, any type Hornicles makes sure that its antlers are considered to be magical. For reference, right? This is an evolution of a of a common CR0 rarity creature, right? So it's not going to be the most game-breaking of stats and abilities, but nonetheless, still useful, right? It's a large beast. You as a player could ride on it. It's a mount, so that helps. Oh, speed of 60 feet. I should specify that. Um, okay, actions. Hornicles makes two bite attacks, plus five to hit. One D8 plus two piercing, that twice. Or antler strike, plus five to hit. 10 feet, because if you look at him, he's about 5 feet tall himself, and his antlers are at least another 5 feet, so he can reach about 10. And it deals 2d8 plus 6 magical piercing or magical slashing Hornicles' choice. So that way it's some, some form of magical damage, because creatures, as they get stronger, are going to be more resistant to non-magical attacks. So that at least lets the basic deer be able to do a magical attack of sorts. So, a little lore about him here. Hornicles, the almighty antler Oromon. As the smaller male deer aged and grew in the woods, it was always picked on by the other male deer of its herd for its short size and barely noticeable horns. This picking continued until one day the little male deer ran off crying away from its herd. While it was running away, it noticed a faint astral light shine off in the distance of the woods. He went towards it looking for some comfort as his own herd was always against him. As he ran into the astral-colored light, it shined all over him and lifted the deer in the air. He heard a voice sing to him as the voice from the gods blessed the deer as he rose into the air and glowed a bright pink color. He felt his head start to get heavy and his body grow in size. This blessing allowed the little deer to have its horns grow in power and extend in a multitude of directions. In addition, its body grew to the size of some of the ancient deer his herdmates would speak of when discussing legends. His newfound antlers beamed a bright radiant color and were weightless upon its head. These horns allowed the little deer the ability of magical damage when attacking and defending itself. It also gave it a slight protection from any sorts of psychic damage that could harm it, due to the gods wanting to protect him from others picking on him. Right, so no name calling, it's how you got the resistance to psychic damage, things like that. So, This blessing let the deer sense those that have entered the area around it and as such is able to follow tracks made by them in the time of up to a week previous. The deer is able to trust its Oromancer after being with it for 24 hours, and as such, can inform the Oromancer of where tracks lead to. So, basically, just talking about the deer, a little story on how, like, the average deer became a Hornicles through Divine Blessing, and bam, here it is. Now it's got magical horns, and I think it came out great. I think the art looks really cool. All of that's going around the horns. I think the background looks great, so this kind of playing card would be pretty cool to see. Okay, so it's Hornicles. Let's get into the next one. I, uh, Guardian of the Skies here. I'm going to, you probably see we've got a bunch of stuff here. I'm going to show you guys pictures of these up close here. So just give me a second.
Okay, so to show those that are watching on YouTube, a bigger image of what it looks like. Uh, so that's what Hornocles looks like, right? So instead of seeing like the little picture on the book, you know, and all the, th I'm pretty sure I'll be able to fit the three pictures on the thumbnail for this episode. So you'll be able to see it just by looking at the thumbnail. But if you're on YouTube and you want to watch and see it in the best detail, full screen, here it is. So this is Hornocles here. Um, I love how like the textures on his horns came out, plus like the magical glow around to symbolize his magical damage and how his horns just grew. And yeah, so I think that came out pretty good. Um, I'm going to get the next one up. Aya, Guardian of the Skies here. So I'm going to show you a full screen picture of Aya first. So here's Aya here. Um, as you see, she's kind of like this eagle looking female and look into her stats now. So Aya is a medium humanoid beast. What? Yeah, she's two. She's a humanoid and a beast. She's a humanoid, but also an animal. Yes. Uh, she's lawful good. AC of 14, hit points of 65. Speed of 30 feet, and she has a flying speed of 60 feet. Her stats are there. Saving throws is plus three in strength, because she's pretty strong. So she's got some skills. So this is an uncommon um, rarity creature of being, a, of being an eagle. It's the evolution of eagle. Let's see here. I'm just going to check real quick. Just to confirm, better be safe than sorry. Yep. Okay, so right there on the uncommons is Baboon and Eagle. And then Giant Fire Beetle is the next one we'll talk about, hopefully next episode. But Eagle. So Eagle is the second uncommon, right? So the first uncommon we talked about was uh, Bimorph Baboon. And his his unique special ability that I think helped define him more than a regular common is by having that extra um, reactive tentacles, right? So he gains an extra reaction that can be used for opportunity attacks to allow you to use tentacle whip twice instead of once when someone's trying to leave your area. So he gets hit very hard when someone's trying to leave twice instead of only attacking once if someone leaves your area, so. She'll have a unique special ability here I'll show you in a second too. So uh, she's got a few skills she's proficient in. Animal handling as a plus five. Athletics is plus three. Intimidation of plus three and perception of plus six because eagles can see pretty good. And yeah. The actual starting eagle already had a skills of a perception of plus four. So I just upped it to a plus six for her. She's vulnerable to lightning because she is part eagle. She is a bird, pretty much. Uh, her, she resists damage from ranged attacks that aren't silvered. Uh, so something to note, right? Um, ranged weapon attacks, excuse me, that aren't silvered. So if someone's trying to use a bow and arrow or somebody's character's bow and arrow trying to shoot at her, it's resistant damage because it's not silvered. Um, she's immune to force damage. She can't be pushed by force. Um, condition immunity. She can't be fear, frightened, paralyzed, or stunned. Basically anything that kind of like inhibits her attacks and her movements because she strikes fast like an eagle. And you'll hear all about her story coming up. So past perception of 15. She speaks common in Auron. And we'll, um, A-U-R-A-N. I think it's Auron. 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 I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. But we'll get into that in a second too. Um, so her key card ability is Bird Protector. After being your Oromon for 24 hours, you're able to understand how feathered creatures speak and can communicate with them. So basically, if a wild creature has feathers of some sort, bam, you can talk with it, you can do stuff with it, etc. doesn't necessarily have to be a bird, because there are some creatures that aren't birds that have feathers on them. And yeah, it'd be good to go there. Okay, so her special um, ability for combat and fighting-wise that makes her an uncommon is Beast Hunt. When Aya, Garden of the Sky, makes an attack against a beast, the damage is always treated as a critical hit. 
So we get to start to see some more of the of the gaming elements of this, right? Besides just it being, hey, here's a new creature in the world of D&D. Here's some more gaming elements, right? So if this fights an opponent's creature who is a beast, her when she rolls to hit and does damage, the damage is always critical. I think it's a really step up of it, comparing an uncommon to a common card, right? Uh, Keen Sight, this is something that the, that the regular eagle had. So Aya Guardian of the Sky has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. Multi-attack, Aya Guardian of the Sky makes two Talon Bracer attacks, and her Talon Bracers are simply these spikes that are coming out of her arms there. Instead of her having regular Talons, they're just on her arms there. And again, plus five to hit, five feet, 1d8 plus two slashing. So her unique new attack that she got from evolving is that sword in her hand. So Sword of Wind and Sky. Melee weapon attack plus six to hit, five feet, hits one target. Hits for 2d8 plus two lightning damage and pushes the target five feet away from her. If the target's area that removed has another object or person, and if the target is not moved, period. If the target can't move or another object prevents it from moving, it becomes stunned until Aya's next turn. So I think it's a pretty cool ability with a potential stun. So if there's like a horde of enemies coming and you try to hit one of them, well, it can't, the rules say it can't bounce and hit another character. So it stops right there and it just drops stunned until Aya's next turn. Cool. So let's read about Aya here. Um, Aya, Guardian of the Sky. The Sky's Protector, Oromon. One day, as an eagle falcon falconer was out practicing with her pet eagle named Aya on a mountain, they came across a trail of eagle feathers. As they followed it, they came into a hole dug out into an abandoned cliffside. With the feathers leading into the hole, the eagle falcon falconer mentioned to Aya that a snake must have taken some local birds back to its home. As Aya flew down to investigate it, she heard a small chirp of a bird inside. As she went inside against her owner's warning, she saw an injured little bird that couldn't leave. Aya's owner begged for her to come out, but she didn't leave the little bird behind. She did her best to ignore what her owner was warning her of as she started to try to drag the baby out. With all of her might, she started to drag out the baby bird as her owner yelled in pain. She knew something must have happened, and with her and with all of her remaining strength, she was able to pull the baby out to find her female owner was on the ground, having a tough time breathing. She stared in awe as her owner had bike marks on her neck and was lacking color in her face. She quickly instructed the injured bird to fly up in the air the best it could to get off the low ground. Aya gazed up into the sky to see the baby bird just able to make it up on a low-hanging branch. The sun was now setting as her owner asked if Aya could stay with her which Aya nodded yes. Her owner explained weakly they were, so, they were so far from town that help wouldn't make it in time if Aya was to leave her. As her owner laid there with Aya by her side, she was telling her trusted eagle weakly how great of a bird she was to her and to never give up trying to save others. As her owner took her last breath, Aya started to cry. Her tears were interrupted by a few hissing sounds from inside her owner's clothes. She saw three snakes come out, of the come out of the glove her owner was wearing. They were headed now towards the injured baby bird on the low-hanging branch. In fear, she flew up in the air and was struck by the light of the astral night sky that shined down on her owner. As the astral light touched her, her wings started to grow and possess traits of a human. This new form, while human in design, allowed her to speak Orin, the language from the elemental plane of air, in common, as her owner once had. She now was holding a sword that shimmered in the night sky. As she looked at the snake that took her owner's life, she raised her new sword up in the air and was able to strike them before they could harm anybody else. 
She walked over towards the baby bird, and in her hands, she brought it down the mountain to her owner's previous place to help care for it. So that's the story of Aya, Garden of the Sky. Hopefully it's pretty cool, and, and I'm try, I, I try to think of a little story of something to kind of go along with the art a little bit, right? Because if I'm having somebody custom me, custom make drawings of characters, custom make backgrounds for these characters to be in, I, I want it to be involving the lore in the story a bit behind that character too. Now, you are going to see some backgrounds be used again, such as the forest background for Hornicles, etc. Because if I can do that and have it be the same thing and just reuse it i think it looks pretty good and is able to be continued to be used so for hers there's a pretty unique having the snakes there but nonetheless i think it i think it's really cool for her and then finally we're into our third and final creature of this week's quick episode here um viru the psionic frog so for those that don't know viru always comes down and um, hangs out in stream and so he was talking with me and we ended up naming a character after him so definitely come on down to the stream if you got time and you want to have one of your creatures be put in the book because someday this will Hopefully get released and you'll be able to show your playgroup, listen, that guy's named after me. I helped the creator make it, so. Viru the Sonic Frog. Tiny beast, chaotic good. This one I like just finished putting together, so if there's a few um, errors in spelling and wording and stuff, I'll take a look afterwards, but I just had to get this video done, so. Um, armor class of 12, HP of 50. That seems kind of weak, Ryan, on the scale of creatures. Yeah, no, it is, but it's, it's for a reason here, so. Saving throw is an any as intelligence plus two skills is acrobatics plus four insight plus four because he's like a frog so he could jump and dodge things pretty well um an insight being a plus four he can figure out and look into things deeply and you'll you'll hear about viru's story coming up here so he's vulnerable to acid but he's immune to psychic so another things to note um condition immunity can't be charmed frightened or grappled because he's a little frog so he can't be grappled and he can't be scared or charmed because um he does stuff with the mind, and you'll see that coming up here. So, um, he senses. He's our first character with Tremor Sense, so he can sense the area around him of up to 10 feet if something's there invisible or not. So, that's pretty cool. And past perception of 15. Language. Speaks in language spoken to it telepathically. So, if you try to talk with it, it will respond back in your respective language telepathically. So, Vera's special key card ability. Psionic Leap. After your Oromon for 24 hours, this allows the Oromancer when hold... Oh, I gotta change that from Henry to say Viru there because uh, we were discussing different names for and eventually Viru wanted to have his name be there, which is totally awesome. So I just had to fix that quick thing, like I said. Might be some other stuff I have to fix, but... Um, after your Oromon for 24 hours, this allows the Oromancer when holding Viru to have him pick them and one other person up in the air, at least 10 feet up, and can travel up to 100 feet in any direction in the air, and then land. I'm going to do land safely, because that sounds kind of painful. And land safely. So, yeah. No, he's not, like, throwing you. It's not like, whoosh. No, he picks you up and basically lets you float, which I think super helpful. I'm trying to cross gorges, trying to cross broken down places, trying to catch people that maybe have traveled far away. Very nice. So, land safely. I'm going to say um, once per short rest. That, that way that, you know, people aren't like just doing this continuously. And break it. So, spellcasting. Veer the Sonic Frogs and initial spellcasting abilities intelligence. Spell save of DC 12 plus 4 to hit with spell attacks. Can cast the following spells. At will, message, vicious mockery, and one per day you can cast counterspell, sleep, and phantasmal force. So, he's got counterspell. 
which is really interesting because if an Auromancer across the way tries to cast a spell and forgets that Viru knows Counterspell, he basically just made them skip their entire turn. Which is huge in the game because spells are super strong in the game, so. Um, action, multi-attack. Viru the Psionic Frog makes two leg attacks. So, make leg attacks just like bite attacks. Usually things around CR3 has multi-attack and can make two attacks usually and then yeah so leg is simply plus five one d8 bludgeoning simple nothing too special uh but then he's got his, uh, another another action called viru strike his unique new attack right For, okay frog had no attacks so the fact that i gave him leg and now viru strike is i think pretty good um viru strike so viru targets one creature can see within 30 feet of it if the target can see viru it must make a dc 12 intelligence saving throw if it fails, it takes 1d6 of psychic damage for every point of, of intelligence it has below 14. If it succeeds, it takes half damage. Which, he's probably one of our like strongest glass cannons. Right, only 50 hit points, 12 AC. But... Yeah, I understand. Intelligence below four for every point, a D six below fourteen. So even if you're ten, that's forty six. Assuming you failed the intelligence save. If you do, then it's only half. But that might be too strong. If people know a lot of stuff with um, numbers and crunching things in the comments, let me know because I will proceed to fix it. But for example, not many people have like a full intelligence score. Like Hornicles has six. Right, so if this thing fights Hornicles, Hornicles fails on his int save, he'll take 8d6. Because that's um, below 14. So that's 8. And 8d6 is quite strong. Quite strong indeed. Uh, so maybe I'll make it a d4. Now that I'm thinking about it more, I might make it be a d4. Because a lot of things are below 6, or a lot of things are below, and 14, right? Even if it's 10, that still would be 44 psychic damage. Which, 44 psychic damage isn't, like, a ton, but 44 is really the same as 2d8. So, and it depends, right? If you're fighting something that's really intellectual, then it's going to take a lot versus something that's not. I'm trying to see if you have anything else that's, like, pretty intellectual creature. I mean, like, the time mob is, like, 12 and everything, right? So the time mob would only take 2d4 from that attack, which is not a lot at all. You know, like kitten, and the bad sea of darkness only has four for his end, so he'll take ten d four psychic. So it's a swing and miss, right? It's basically like a high risk, high reward. And if they save, they take half. So let's read about Viru quick. The psychic frog. Viru grew up just like any other frog in the local lake of the royal kingdom. He noticed as his other frogs were leaving the lake more and more by the day due to them not liking what the court wizard was doing with his magical residue from his spells. He wanted to investigate what was going on. As he was hopping out, he followed the court wizard to his lab. Once he entered the lab, he noticed all the chemicals around and spilled all over the floors. He was doing his best to avoid them, but every once in a while a drop of acid would spill down from a counter and burn his skin. As he jumped up onto the bookcase, a couple of books fell, which caused Viru to lose his footing, and he fell right into a batch of chemicals the wizard was cooking. He tried to swim out of it as he began to choke on the chemicals. As he was now sinking to the bottom... He remembered his other frogs he grew up with and was sad he couldn't put a stop to the chemicals that were polluting his home. 
A faint astral light coated his eyes as he sank to the bottom of the beaker. As the wizard turned around, he witnessed something that caused his mouth to drop open. The little frog known as Viru was now slowly rising up out of the chemicals, out of the chemical as out of the chemical. I can't even read what I wrote here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, out of the yeah, it started slowly rising up out of the chemicals, out of the chemical-filled water. That's what I, was, I threw the word astral in there, and I was like, what is this chemical-filled water? His small feelers on his head grew in size, and he developed a small sail structure that came out of his back. The wizard exclaimed that he'd never seen something like this before, but alas, he must destroy it, for if the king found out, he'd be executed for doing experiments on the side instead of his job. As he was weaving his hands together, he said he was sorry, but he had to kill the little frog. As he started to swell with fire in his hands, Vera's eyes flashed and the fire immediately subsided. Vera went into the mind of the wizard and in a booming voice uttered to not harm any of the other creatures in the lake again and to end his wasteful magic. The wizard quivered and ran out of the lab after hearing Vera's voice inside his head. So... With that, that's a little stuff about Viru. I'm going to finish adding a little bit more words maybe to the bottom. Just talking about, you know, how we can help teleport and float around. Basically, he's like a creature that goes into the mind of people. And it's got this now psionic energy as a gift from the chemicals and this astral light. Which won't spoil yet, but maybe there's something that has to do with that. As a higher level creature that blesses things and makes things become Ormon and things like that. So... Okay, so I'll just repeat myself. Sorry about that. Um, we got Ingvar, Lord of the Fire Beetles, coming hopefully next next week, and we'll be able to see what other art I get before then. I wanted to showcase the um the other things we got here. So uh, I want to show you guys. I have if I have a picture here, I have its previous form as well. So I'm going to show you guys the the deer here, the art for deer because I think it's cool. Those so remember those things won't be in this book. Right, but they will be on the playing cards. So at the end of the day, I do need art for them. So here is deer here. And if obviously watching YouTube, you'll be able to see. So I think we're checking out a little bit there. So that's that's what the deer will look like. I think that guy looks pretty darn cool. Little deer, and then he becomes our friend Hornicles. So that's cool. that just got stuff from my college up there okay next things that's the deer evolution i think eagle came out cool too eagle i just got like the other day i mean carl definitely puts out pictures quick which i like a lot very good guy to work with let's see okay sorry i just haven't saved like the the original evolutions because i haven't needed them yet because they're not on cards yet so let me get eagle here this is Eagle. I think Eagle came out awesome. This is the preform of Aya, by the way. So this would be on the playing card for Eagle with the birds in the back and on the mountainside. And then, bam, becomes Aya here. But that's cool with the dead snakes and her sword. Okay. And then the last one being Frog, which I do have. So let me get Frog here. And this is the basic frog. This is before Viru here. I think it looks really good. I think, you know, going from this to then becoming Viru, I think is pretty good, right? So 
got this little guy with little feelers on his head. Looks like a normal frog, right? And then, bam, he becomes this guy. Viru. But I think it's cool. I like the idea of having like a psychic frog kind of inspired by Hypnotoad from Futurama. A little bit. A little bit, right? So being able to have Counterspell and being able to deal a lot of psychic damage, I think really sets him apart as being like a stronger common than other things. But with that being said, just to do some quick recaps on things. Um, if you're not in the Discord already and you want to be in the Discord, the link's obviously down below. We are a growing group and always happy to have new people that come down that love D&D, that love Pokemon. They just love talking with people in general. A great spot to go. You'll see me always be sharing Dungeons & Dragons and memes all the time while I'm there. Um, and now, like I said, if you want to drop your nicknames for your like five, up to five favorite Pokemon for, for right now, that way if we ever run into them in the upcoming, hopefully, hopefully, I say hopefully because... We'll see Pokemon Let's Plays that are coming, hopefully, to the YouTube channel. And you want to check that out, then definitely, like I said, go on YouTube, subscribe, so you get a, you get notification you'll get a notification when a new video comes up every week. Or if I go live, I'm live on YouTube and I'm live on Twitch, so definitely a spot to come on down and see me. And with that being said, um, I think that's pretty much it. Like I said, next time we're going Ingvar, another uncommon. I'm starting to get some cool ideas for him. He might break the the deck limit rules a little bit with the idea I have for Ingvar so far. So. See how that goes. And let me actually let me take a look at the list. I could say we're gonna have Ingvar and I can tell you at least one other one we should hopefully have. Look, I've just been going right down the list of CR zeros, right? So um and Fire Beetle. Woof. I spelled Beetle really wrong there. If you guys ever see spelling errors and things in this that I have to fix, please let me know because there's a lot of words here. There's a lot of stuff. Despite growing up and learning English my whole life, I'm not the best with English, so you definitely see like dramatic spelling errors have questions on words drop them in the comments on below let me know on discord please so i can fix it and make this look professionally good for people so uh like i said so horn beetle of flame which is going to be ingvar or the fire beetles i just recently came up with the idea ingvar so he might be he has, he has to be changed in certain areas here so i'll just put ingvar for now lord of the fire beetles okay so next thing oh next week you'll be able to see ingvar I have oh I saw the background today for I have I have the picture for the um for the demonic sacrificial goat but I I, I got um the the picture of the creature right and then I sent it to my guy to give me special backgrounds Carl so oh the background that Carl has for that I think looks so good like the 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 horror backgrounds he does I think are amazing like if you're still watching still listening right YouTube like I think that just the background for the hands of hands of the damned right like that seal and the blood and then being able to be in like a mausoleum design oh i think it just looks so good the sacrificial goat one's gonna look pretty good too so i'm hyped for that that looks good so being said yeah um i don't normally do many posts on instagram as far as updates on things you should do like a weekly post things like that but definitely if you know this project and you know if anybody else is interested in the project be sure to share it even with your local dm and like say hey i know this project's still upcoming but what do you think of it and you guys could potentially run a game or something of yourself at home and yeah with that being said, I will hopefully sign time for you have a good night. We'll time for you have a good day. And with that, I'll catch you guys all in the future. All right. See ya.